a big part of staying consistent and feeling like you have a sustainable budget is giving yourself room, is making it overly realistic, is still treating yourself, is still giving yourself the things that you actually want so that you feel you're not constantly in this tight restrictive situation where you can't ever have any enjoyment and your life is just full of trying to get to the next goal. Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Today we're going to talk about financial freedom, something that in the common sense of the definition, the common sense definition, the common definition of the word, I do not have. I do not have financial freedom in the sense that I can't just drop my work and move overseas tomorrow well, and not continue that work. I couldn't just book a random holiday anywhere. I couldn't just do a lot of things. I don't have the financial freedom to stop doing whatever I'm doing and pursue whatever I want, regardless of if that's going to earn me money or not. And I suppose that's kind of my loose definition of financial freedom. But I also get sick of having to constantly wait around and feel like financial freedom is this far 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 away land that I'm never going to get to I'm never going to achieve because I need to have a million trillion dollars to actually get there and I've been thinking about this concept a lot over time especially since starting the podcast three years ago now talking a lot about financial literacy and investing and long-term mindset when it comes to money and I'm like why why can't we just experience this stuff now like why not And of course, there's obvious answer, well, obviously you need money to do that, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, I want to be able to achieve some of these things earlier. And when it comes to budgeting, a big part of staying consistent and feeling like you have a sustainable budget is giving yourself room, is making it overly realistic, is still treating yourself, is still giving yourself the things that you actually want so that you feel you're not constantly in this tight restrictive situation where you can't ever have any enjoyment and your life is just full of trying to get to the next goal and you know you'll never be happy until you actually get to the goal which is a concept of life I completely disagree with anyway like we should be enjoying the journey along the way and this journey to financial freedom can sometimes be extremely demotivating and it feels like it's going to be so long before we ever get to this magical place. As I said, I'm someone who wants to have my cake and eat it too, even if there is some kind of trade-off. And in this case, the trade-off is always going to be your time. It's always going to take a little bit longer than it could if we give ourselves some of the things we want later now. And I'm going to talk to you about how we can actually go about doing that. Unless, of course, your income increases dramatically at some point and you keep your living expenses low you're always going to be sacrificing the time to get to a certain destination if you're prioritizing some kind of reward now. But I don't think that has to be a bad thing. Like I think so often we're like, you know, there's there's the concept of choosing what you want most over what you want now and delayed gratification, completely believe in all of those things. But I also think consistency means that we need to make our goal 
attractive or satisfying in some kind of way in order for us to think that this is something we want to keep doing. We need to actually not trick ourselves but motivate ourselves in some way to feel like this is something that's actually benefiting us not only in the future but right now as well because retirement is so far away for most of us and first home might be so far away for most of us too and it's like we don't even know when we're going to get to these places. So this episode is about how we can achieve financial freedom now without money and how exactly would that work? How can we feel like we have financial freedom now when we may not have that much money, we may be still working towards some of our core financial goals. How does that even happen? Firstly, what does someone with financial freedom actually have? That's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about what do they have? And the thing is, this is this is different for everyone. This is going to be different. Some people might see financial freedom as freedom with their time. Some people might see financial freedom as being able to buy whatever car you want or having the nice house or having a batch or traveling heaps. It's going to be so different for everyone. But I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine, Sarah Guernsey from Live Lively. We do, we have the financial planet collab together and if you want to have the best financial planner in the world you can buy it and the link will be below but we were having a conversation because we have these accountability calls kind of every two weeks and talking about the feeling of an experience like so often we focus on the tangible goal you know what is the thing that we want but not often are we focusing on the feeling that we have when we get to that goal and it speaks to how so many people you know they get this reward they get all this money they get this thing this achievement and then they're like oh I'm not actually as happy as I thought I'm going to I was going to be or now what now what I what do I do because they didn't have this ongoing push or motivation for what they were doing it was just like this is the destination I'll do anything in my power to get to that place and once I'm there all answers will be all questions will be answered and all problems will be solved but so often we know from experience not our own but other people's and learning from other people's experiences that that just isn't the case and I really want to learn from those people's experiences before I get there in as many circumstances as I can. Simon Sinek said recently in a podcast I listened to that his definition of success is or success to him is defined by momentum and not by milestones and I think that's very much similar to what we're talking about here is like the feeling of momentum of going somewhere of getting somewhere is almost more powerful than the milestone or the achievement itself in fact I would say it is more powerful than that it's not about getting there but how we feel along the way doing it like success is every single day you wake up and you choose to journal and go to the gym or you choose to prioritize yourself first or you choose to prioritize your kids health and education success is like getting is the journey to doing that thing it's it's not actually the thing itself and every day we wake up and we contribute to the person we want to be in the life we want to live that's success and the feeling of that is the success so when we're thinking about how to achieve financial freedom without the money we need to think firstly about what financial freedom looks like to us but what feeling do we want to have when we are gaining momentum to achieve that financial freedom like what's the feeling do we want to have that freedom with our time do we want to be able to afford the luxuries do like what do we want to travel what is it to you what's the feeling it's going to give you and how can we achieve that right now and when I say achieve that right now I don't mean to its fullest extent because of course we can't just drop everything and do a world global overseas travel we can't just drop everything and buy a Ferrari or a Lamborghini we can't just drop everything and spend our day 
relaxing and prioritizing ourselves and doing a whole lot of self-care. We can't always just do that. But how can we introduce parts of that, a reduced, a watered down version of that to feel like we're already there? And I, I think also this concept speaks to manifestation. Like you know how, you know, that people when they're describing how manifestation actually works is that you have to believe that you're already there. Like you have to basically act as if you're already in that state to feel to get to that state so if we want financial freedom we need to see money that it flows in and out and not be worried about the two dollars change that we're trying to get back from our breakfast out or whatever we just leave that like all the little things contribute to you feeling like you're actually in that state already and this concept is very similar where it's like okay how can we have that financial freedom in little bits now to feel like to actually understand the feeling of what that will be like the freedom of our time to travel the freedom of our money and our financial obligations and all of those kinds of things that's where I think the little things they don't always matter and you want to make sure that the way you perceive money, your money mindset, which is a very core part of of how you value things and people and, and cash in your life, making sure that you have a healthy relationship with what money is to you. You don't see it as, as a restrictive, negative thing and you hate anyone with money because they're greedy and you have all of these kind of perceptions of money only contributing to negativity in a person's life you want to see it as a tool you don't have to want heaps of it but you just need to see it as a healthy tool to contribute to something that you care about not as this negative resource that creates evil people and evil things and I know that mindset is kind of a hard ambiguous thing to talk about because you know when we're living paycheck to paycheck it's not just about changing your mindset and that's so true it's not just about changing the way you think about money and, and getting more disciplined and all that kind of thing but it definitely is about viewing money as a tool and something to be used to your advantage where you control it not something that controls you. So proving to yourself over and over again by giving the spare change to the person you bought the coffee from or feeling like you can order off the menu once, even a month, even a quarter, every six months, once a year, you can order off the menu where you don't look at the price of something, you just order whatever you want. Having those experiences, even every now and then, are going to build up to your perception that money doesn't control you, you control it. And that is a core, core piece of having that emotional financial freedom. You really want to feel like you're living a mini version of the life that you want to be living eventually. And the way I've kind of gone about doing this, and I was thinking about this recently, how I've approached this a little bit differently, and I often question if it's the right thing to do, but I'm doing a podcast on it, so let's hope so. But I was talking in my freelancing versus employment episode how sometimes I feel my career progression is a bit of a horizontal or like a flat zigzag and sometimes it can feel like I'm going from one thing to the next side to side and slowly going up very slowly but had I have chosen to you know work in a career where I was just going from step to step on the career ladder then maybe it would feel like I was making more progress faster but then that comes down to what is progress to you because progress to me isn't going from the lowest paid worker to the highest paid worker in one business and kind of working my way up to a management and then a leadership position to me that's not really progress to me progress is building up the value of my skill set and being able to communicate that well enough so that I can set my own prices in a way that allow me to have time and freedom with my time now rather than later 
And that's very much a mini version of what I want where later I don't only want to have to be working two thirds or half of the hours in order to have the time that I want. I want to be able to have the choice to work no hours or take a week off and know it's not going to impact my financial situation at all, like not at all. That's my kind of goal. I don't want money to control me in my life ever. I want to always feel like going to work is a choice. It's not something I feel like I have to do. And that's a big part of my financial freedom is like, it's not for me to not work. It's for me to work because I enjoy it, not because I have to in order to live a lifestyle that I want. I suppose another way I feel like I'm doing that is when I'm picking projects that I also enjoy, only working on things that make me happy. Because either way, I have to make the money still. (laughs) But at least I still get that feeling that I'm at work because I want to be there. And for me, it's freedom of time. But there's lots of little things that could be a part of this situation for you. So thinking about what is financial freedom to you? What is the feeling it gives you? And how can you live a mini version of that life now? And making sure it aligns with all of your values. So if you're the kind of person that loves family and hosting and community and like having people at your house and let's say you have this dream of always hosting people at your house and you set it up all really nicely with decor and you cook everyone a massive meal and you just are the host and you really want to do that you can still do that on a lower scale for example you could just have like a potluck style dinner where you don't cook the entire dinner use some decor from around the house or you DIY or you buy it from Kmart or something you create like a really lovely setup and area for everyone to enjoy themselves but everyone brings their own dish so that you're not cooking a whole meal everyone else is sort of bringing a dish with them and that creates this dinner that everyone can have and it's still bringing people together and being a host and welcoming people into your home and that kind of thing it's just a lower cost of doing what you may have initially had in your mind and so sacrifice comes into play here as well because you're also sacrificing the full experience that you would have wanted to have for a smaller experience but you still feel like you're living into that life that you want to have and you're living into those values that you have of community and family and hosting and all of that kind of thing but without the huge cost of it. Another thing I do in order to live that mini version of my dream life is leave a lot of room in my budget or make my budget overly realistic. When I came back from traveling, I already had a freelance job, so it was great. I could go straight into work. That was very, very such a great opportunity for me to have and be able to kind of slip back into saving straight away. But I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't spending, I like to treat, my kind of work outside of one up or any other passion projects I'm working on as a side hustle and so I never want that to take up more mental energy than it has to in order for me to get the job done and I want to make sure it doesn't overtake one up and all the other things I do and so that means working less hours which means increasing my price so that it accommodates for those hours that I won't be earning income in the hand of course like sometimes with one up there's sponsorships and there's things like that but often they're few and far between I don't do a lot of outreach and so it's not the most lucrative thing in the world and I also don't like relying on it so I kind of don't count that as happening and it's just a nice bonus if it does so when I came back from traveling I was like okay I need to build up financial foundations again but I also need to work less hours so that I'm living into this idea of time freedom that I really want but I also have all these clothes and other shit that I want as well because I'm a normal human and I like material items so what I did is I just did a budget on my financial planner which was really really helpful and I actually enjoy kind of going through my own finances so for me it's like an enjoyable task and that was nice even though it is actually overwhelming and stressful I still prefer to just get it done than not have it done at all and I realized that you know I could 
pay to live at home, I could have enough money for food, I could pay all my other expenses that I had and I still had some money left over. So what was I going to do to make sure I stuck to my budget, especially in those initial stages where it felt like I was starting from nothing? It meant that I chose not to invest, so I wasn't investing anything and I'm still not investing, but it meant I was prioritizing the main things I needed to save for and then giving myself an allowance to buy myself something that made me feel like I was sticking to, that made me feel like I was still living a life where I had control over my money, right? So that's the thing. It's like, we don't want to feel like our money is controlling us. We want to feel like we still are making decisions about what we want. So for me, that's getting my nails done. I worked that into my budget straight away every four weeks. That's $65 that goes out. And that's just a non-negotiable and that's always going to happen. And that's a decision I'm making about how I want to use my money. But then on the other side of that, I still needed to make sure I was prioritizing the most important savings goals first if I was going to make some allowances to buy myself things. So the most important thing to get back up and running for me was an emergency fund because that was at zero. So an emergency fund is number one priority because that is going to help me if I get into some financial trouble now that I'm freelancing and I'm not with an employer that means I don't get sick pay annual leave if I need time off I need to pay for it myself so it was really important that I built up an emergency fund and that was my number one priority so sacrificing the investing for me was a hard mental barrier because I know that the earlier you start investing the more benefit it will give you and I'm sacrificing time in that sense but I'm also sacrificing all the other financial goals I have if I wanted like a new phone or upgrading my podcast equipment or whatever saving to move out of home again like those sort of things I needed to put to the back burner first so that I could save up for the emergency fund and give myself enough money to buy me some stuff that I wanted. Because making my budget overly realistic has probably been the one thing that's helped me so much in getting back on my feet post-traveling still feeling like I have a life. Of course, things like budget-friendly, treat-yourself ideas are really, really important. I have a few reels on Instagram that go over budget-friendly, treat-yourself ideas, but I do like a lot of baking and and that's like such a nice double double feel good activity because it feels productive you get like an end result you can give it away to people and you can eat it yourself it's just so great all in one at home spa days those kind of things are my sort of vibe for treating myself I'm also a big fan of things like reading and just chilling out so often my (laughs) budget friendly treat myself activities they're already budget my treat myself activities are already budget friendly as is but definitely trying to make that work for you and having a toned down or scaled down version of what you would have wanted to do is important. I've put this extra thing in here as just like a little FYI. I think after traveling the my mindset with money changed quite a lot. So investing in experiences is so important because you know you can buy material item after material item but after a while you'll wonder like what what am I even doing with my money? You know where is it even going? You might have this wardrobe of all this stuff but it's not actually giving you any kind of satisfaction long term in terms of knowing where your money is going and what you've actually put it into what memories do you have you know what things has money taught you what will last the most is those experiences and those memories you have either with yourself or with other people and investing in things that will last from a feeling perspective is going to look different for each person and I'm not saying that if you only invest in clothes and you don't travel then you know you're doing it wrong because your wardrobe the way you look the way that impacts your confidence might be an incredibly important 
part of your life and I'm not saying it shouldn't be at all. I think you should just work out what is important to you and make sure you can justify that so that when you think about how did I spend my money, you think, yep, well spent. I'm living in line with the kind of life that I want to have and the feeling I'm trying to build for myself. So of course, something I always talk about and that continues to be one of the most important things is understanding what actually matters to you. This is only going to happen through experience you know, through buying things and regretting it, through going out and taking risks, it's only going to happen through experience. And so exposing yourself to a broad range of perspectives and experiences is going to help you get there faster. But you can also always think back on your life now and remember times where you felt a certain way after a purchase and that will indicate what is meaningful to you. What is meaningful to you from a financial perspective doesn't just have to mean what made you feel good when money exchanged hands so when I bought x I felt x it can mean what did it give to you so if having more money means that you can spend less hours working and more time with your family and family is a core part of your values then that is something that matters to you greatly is having the time to spend with the people you care about so so how is money allowing you to do that through your current habits and then working out how you change those habits to contribute to what actually aligns most with what you care about is going to give you a financial situation that genuinely makes you feel happy and gives you the feelings that are in line with what financial freedom is to you. Ultimately, so much of this comes down to understanding what financial freedom looks like to you, knowing the feeling that financial freedom will give you and working out what things you're purchasing with your money or what your money allows you to do that sits aligned with that feeling that is financial freedom. For me that has always been time and lifestyle, not lifestyle in the sense that I can go out and do all of these things but lifestyle that I can have the time to spend on the things I want to spend time on. And looking back I think I've always tried to create that with my career. It's like why I left accounting, it's why I took certain jobs because I felt like that was what they were going to give to me. It's all been about having control over my time. And that has come with its own sacrifices, earning less money than I could be because I haven't moved up the ladder in a, in a normal way that people working in a normal corporate would. Or I've just chosen to work less hours. Even if I am earning what I was earning in my last job freelancing at two thirds of the hours, I'm still not earning as much as I could be. And so I'm still not achieving financial goals as fast as I could be, but I'm choosing to make that sacrifice for the type of life that I want to have and you want to work out what sacrifices are important to you because to you time might not mean shit you might not care at all about work taking up all of your time and you are just motivated by money so that you can achieve x and that's completely fine the most important thing is that you understand why you're doing that I said earlier that I'm the kind of person that wants to have my cake and eat it too and I like to believe that there it is possible to do that in so many areas of our lives but of course, sometimes it's not two. Sometimes it's just realistic to have it in seasons of our life or have seasons of both things where sometimes we can work less and still live a lifestyle that makes us happy and other times we need to work more because we've got shit that we need to get done and that's okay as well. On that note, I would like to say thank you for listening as always. Bit of a, I don't even know if this is a rogue concept but it's something I've thought about for a while. Be interested to hear your thoughts. Ultimately, I just don't want people to have to feel like they are living their whole life hating it and grinding and hustling just to get to this destination and you don't even know how you're going to feel. 
I want us to start thinking about these things earlier and trying to implement them into our lives now, even if it means slower progress. Speed doesn't mean shit if we're going in the wrong direction. So work out your direction, realign and decide what is important to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there. Just a quick disclaimer that The One Up Project is an educational platform that provides information that is general in nature. There may be opinions or an individual's experience within this resource that should not be considered as recommendations or personal advice. Everyone's financial situation is so different and you must use the information within this resource at your own risk. Please complete your own due diligence before making any decisions based on the information in this resource. I'm not a financial advisor and if you require expert advice then please seek advice from a professional.